0: Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh my, oh my God! Oh my God! Breaking down the week's news and rumors. Oh my God, what's He's The Spanish Announce Table. One hundred eighty-one episodes of the Spanish announce table. I am Captain Awesome and Teamak over there. Ah, we just went through. We already recorded this segment. Oh, well, although we didn't record this segment, apparently it was not. We recording. tried. We tried, and it's a shame because we had a blast. It was going really well, and suddenly, even we had a surprise interview with my wife. Who was when I looked up, she was poking her head into my little makeshift studio that I have here, and we actually did cinco preguntas with her. Uh, on the fly it was super fun and now I'm pissed and she's not going to believe any of this she's going to like think that I was like no I'm not airing that and it yeah. sucks man well you know we
1: can always say it's the lost interview maybe we can get her back yeah
0: we'll maybe get her back sometime but
2: she, she my can, dogs uh, made a cameo like, yeah i
0: fucking pretty pissed man it it's was a so fun good. segment oh well yeah, we this agree. is hey that's
1: why you guys should donate a dollar so that we have better working equipment, so things like that don't happen in the future. Jesus that would be nice. Christ. Thanks, guys.
0: It's it's kind of annoying, but uh, this is the Spanish Announce table, man. We 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 talk pro wrestling. Uh, we did a lot this weekend, so let's run through that again. We've already kind of talked about this. I went to the inaugural NWL show this week, which was we've talked about this a lot. It's the slots National <laughs> Wrestling League starting up here. It closed down. They bought out uh, Metro Pro and uh, St. Louis Anarchy. Starting up two promotions simultaneously, uh, uh Fight KC and Fight STL. They had their first show, Fight KC, uh, headlined, main-evented by Blaine Meeks, who's been on the show, and the Royal Blood, otherwise known as the Regal Twins, who have been on the show many times, taking on Todd Letterman, Des Wellston, and Christian Adonis. Uh, it was super great. Uh, it was a fun time. They let me have a media pass, got a bunch of interviews, which I had a special out already that hopefully you've listened to. If not, go back uh, and listen to the NWL Fight KC special. It came off really well. We're going to interview the Monarch, Jeremy Wyatt, a, su- a great friend of the show. We're going to interview him later in the second hour-ish, as well as the Vice President of Marketing, Travis Bowden. Uh, we've already done those interviews, uh, but you'll hear them later And they in the recorded. Show. And they recorded. God damn it, man. I feel like a fucking putz. <laughs> Right now, it that's the happens. best way to it say, it, man.
1: So, I did not go to the show, and the reason why I did not go to the show is because I was enjoying my Christmas gift, which was a ticket to go see the great Tom Segura do stand-up at the Improv here in Kansas City, and it was amazing. Let me tell you about my Saturday night. I did miss the NWL show, and I kind of was a little bit sad about it, but this night made up for it. So I laughed three different times to almost when I was in tears with the stand-up of Tom Segura, and then after that... I was treated to UpDown, which is a pinball and video game bar. So I had high-quality drinks, played NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat, and then I discovered my favorite pinball game. What was it, you ask? I'll answer. (laughs) It's the WWE Legends of WrestleMania Pinball. It has everyone. This is before Hogan got kicked out of the WWE. So it has Hogan. It has Rock. It has Stone Cold. It has Taker. It has Daniel Bryan. It has Seth Rollins. It has Dean Ambrose. It has, uh, who else? Andre the Giant. It had them all. And it was so much fun. I got a high score, not the highest score, but the high score up until when I played. I think I got the high score of the night, but not on the machine. And it was so much fun. Here's the other fun thing. They played a WrestleMania special up until WrestleMania 6 up on the big screen at Updown. So I was watching Slaughter Hogan. I was watching Hogan Warrior. I was watching Hogan Macho Man. I was watching Steamboat Savage. I was watching it all. And it was so much fun.
0: Loved it. But I love that place though. We've got a whole bunch of tokens that to go back to that. And we we said this first time we were recording this, but we got a double date. We're gonna bring the wives. Yeah, and and, uh, and and we'll go. watch we'll Oh,
1: wait a minute! Huh? I see what you did. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. What? what? I agreed because I, I was
1: just thinking about. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Nice shot. You liked it. <laughs> nice, nice shot. But here's what also I did. Get yes. ready for the sound bite.
0: Oh yeah! Oh I yeah! Yeah. Was I A? You were a.
2: No.
1: Yes. I watched my first ever Star Wars film. No, I didn't. See the I didn't. I didn't see the second.
0: Uh huh. you're saw gonna
1: Rogue One.
0: You saw Rogue One because you're a. No.
1: Well, here's why. Let me explain. So we did a team building exercise at my work for my department. And we got free popcorn and a free drink, which was nice.
2: Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh,
1: we got a choice of four movies, and we all voted via uh, one of those apps that you know you choose it and it puts it in a computer and blah 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 blah. Anyhow, Rogue One won. So apparently, I work with a bunch of nerds.
0: A bunch of
1: nerds. And let me tell you, it was okay.
2: It sure. happened. I mean, but look, it was a it,
0: Disney movie. They put a lot of move, uh, money into that movie. It
1: can't be terrible. but Aesthetically, it was fun to watch. Darth Vader did some really cool things at the end. However, it was just, to me, formulaic. It was A to B to C to D to E to F and blah, 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 blah. Nothing was exciting. Right. No, it was just, that. yeah, that should happen. Oh, it did? Cool. Oh, that should happen. Oh, okay, it did? Cool. Like, there's nothing to very easy. keep me captivated. So, I saw that though. So there you go. Also, I got a new hat which I'll be wearing from now on all the time in all my new photos. I you love got a it. Canada. Huh? What? What'd you say?
0: You got a Canada.
1: I got a Canada. Yes. Yeah. And I got a new retro Steiner Brothers t-shirt and this shirt is fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and, love
0: it. And, and I want to talk about this because uh you text me a picture and you're like my new Steiner Brothers shirt. And I was like, man, you are looking like Rick Steiner with your beard. And I want to talk about this. Uh, you have got the most fabulous neck beard I have ever seen. It's pretty great, but there's nothing on my face. Nothing on your face. You have like a, a the H- the Hogan handlebars going on. Yep. But nothing else like on your cheeks. Literally like where your where your jawline is is where the hair starts and it's all on your neck. And that's natural.
2: Natural. You, you didn't
0: shave that at all. No. You only grow a neck beard and a goatee. <laughs> That's it. I love it. If only it could flip yeah. up. But, you know. Like, I keep Beggars getting reminded of that scene from Joe Dirt when he's like, you're so ingrained with white trash DNA that your facial yep. hair actually grows in like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, I come from the trailer park, so yeah. you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, speaking of my beard, though, uh, coming up is going to be some fun stuff. I will be getting my first ever straight razor Shave from a barber. That's fun. So they're gonna take a razor to
0: my face. To your face. Shave my neck beard and my face. That is a lot of uh you're putting a lot of of uh trust in one man's steady hands.
1: Yes. Also, uh coming up this weekend for anyone who has UFC Fight Pass or in the Kansas City area or want to get UFC Fight Pass, Invicta goes down here in Kansas City. And in the main event is my good pal Megan Anderson. She is fighting for the interim 145-pound championship. Mm -hmm. If she wins, uh, her next fight, most likely, assuming that Cyborg Santos does not get suspended for a long period of time, will be against Cyborg
0: to unify the belts. So explain that. That interim championship is – how you explained it to me earlier – is – the champion, for some reason or another, it could be any reason, but the champion cannot mm-hmm. go and may not be able to go. So, in the interest of still putting out a title fight, they put out an interim title. That person will have a title. They'll be called the champion. But if should the champion be able to go, then there will be a unification match. Uh, but if the champion can no longer go or is done, then it's just... Okay, full title. You're the champ.
1: Right. So in this case, it was because of a USADA uh, anti-doping violation. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's like, for example, uh, in the men's 135-pound division, uh, Dominic Cruz was the champion. But then he ripped his ACL and then recovered and then ripped it again. So then they thought, well, he's done forever. And mm-hmm. so they made an interim championship because he was the champion but then was physically unable for over a year to compete. So then they're like, well, we still have to have a champion because men are still fi- – or people are still fighting. And so here it is. And so in this yeah. case, Cyborg might be suspended for longer. So if that's the case, Megan, who I assume will win, will then just be the champion. But – if uh, Cyborg does choose to fight and is able, then they will have a unification after this fight. But it goes down this Saturday night here in Kansas City at the Scottish Rite Temple, which was where NWL was he- held.
0: An amazing and venue.
1: On the UFC Fight Pass.
0: It is a super cool venue. It's it's built old school. I mean, it looks like a castle in that place. It looks like an old school opera house from like old timey day England. Like you yeah. know what I mean, like it's it's, it's a cool. great venue for
1: wrestling. Anthony, uh, Sharkbait Gutierrez, he's spot there. Um, uh, Invicta holds their events there. It's a great, great venue for all types of entertainment.
0: Love it. Love it. Hey, let's get mm. into that news. Let's get into the mother-loving news. Each week we cover the hottest topics right here of the wrestling world, and we'll kick it off. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Whoa. That's how That's excited super. I am. Yeah. That's how excited I am. <laughs> Perfect hire. I mean, he only once nearly bankrupted the company, sold it to someone who nearly did the same, and then stole the wife of our biggest talent. Oh, that's my good pal Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is once again working for TNA, this time as an executive consultant. Jarrett commented on his new role, saying, quote, This is a great opportunity for myself and GFW. And I feel it's a great or I feel it's great for the wrestling business, end quote. Former TNA creative member Dutch Mantel will also be working for the company again. Um, So my beef with this is exactly what my headline says. What are you consulting with this guy? All he's done since he's been gone is run GFW, which has only made news because it's been having stupid problems. And when he was with you, he nearly bankrupted the company. He stole the wife of the biggest talent that was there at the time and arguably the biggest name outside of Hulk Hogan to be there. And he sold it to Dixie Carter, who did wonderful things with it, I, I might add, as well. What the fuck are you consulting with this guy for? I don't know. My biggest concern,
1: actually, was the statement itself. If you would uh, reread it, please, and uh-huh. uh,
0: I'll point it out uh-huh. as you reread it. Quote, this is a great opportunity for myself and GFW. For myself. and GFW. And I feel it's great for the wrestling business.
1: So it's great for me. It's great for my company, and oh yeah, it's great for everyone else. You know who he never mentioned in that statement? TNA. T-N-A. Yeah. So it's like, Fuck. what the hell? Why would you go into someone that's so self-centered <laughs> and selfish on their own stuff? Like it doesn't make
0: sense. It's just super uh, weird. I, I-
1: we could go on for night you know you made a great
0: point uh when we were not recording this first segment in our in our our dress rehearsal uh you made a great point that uh you you went back to even the days when jeff jarrett was on wwf right and tell the story well look if you remember this good old song
1: If you remember that song, yeah.
0: which listening to it now, so, it's so obvious, but back then we didn't know. Well, here's the thing. So that
1: was supposed to be for him. And even he didn't sing that song. Yeah, it was road dog. So, yeah, even in the storyline, he was a fraud, yeah, was so
0: the they knew, so yeah. why don't you know, yeah. and not hire this guy to do anything else? I don't get it. I don't know. Let's That's just the... move on. Let's get your story. Did you like that callback, though, uh, side point about
1: the with my baby tonight? Yeah. Oh, that was good. yeah, yeah. All right, here you go.
0: The Beast is suspended. Uh, Brock Lesnar. He, yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar
1: has been suspended one year in MMA competition by the USADA program for testing uh, positive in a USADA anti-doping violation. Uh, here's the thing to note, though: it is retroactive. It uh-huh. started back in July fun fact for those who don't know a calendar it's january so he's already halfway done
2: (laughs) and
0: he has no any fight that he could book now will not happen before july anyway right even if he booked a fight today it would be for past july right
1: so basically they just said hey we uh are doing this to wipe our hands clean and to show you that we did something yeah meanwhile brock lesnar goes Cool story, bro. I'm going to go do WrestleMania, and then when yeah. I get bored again, I'll go fight the next big so fat guy. So did he
0: lose anything out of this? He kept his money, right? No, he lost oh, 250000
1: okay. So he lost 250000 Out of how many million also, did he make? Yeah, out of how much, we don't know. But he right. lost 250000
0: That's he You account for that. Like He knew he could potentially lose that from doping anyway, Like right. going so into the thing. It. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a win-win
1: for him. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, so he's uh, suspended uh, (laughs) And we'll see if he comes back I think he will I think he'll do one
0: more And Mark uh, Hunt is suing them now We got into this a little bit during our dress rehearsal But uh, uh, Mark Hunt, his opponent during that whole (laughs) debacle Is now suing the UFC
1: He He is stating his case is that the UFC Knew of the violation before his fight with Brock Lesnar And therefore he... Uh, was jeopardized in in the sense of his health with a guy who tested positive knowingly for a substance before the fight took place. Now, here's my point. Yes, that could have been, but you don't have a smoking gun as of now. We don't know of that, at least. For, so from an outsider's pr- perspective, you're fucked. Yeah. And until you can produce that, no one's going to believe that no. that collusion actually took place. Now, speculation and... Every you know uh, conspiracy theorist will say what they want, but concrete evidence says you've got nothing. Here's the other point, my biggest point on why I'm not sympathetic to your case. Uh, before you fought Bigfoot Silva, you tested positive. Yeah yeah. You knew you were going into a fight testing dirty, so if you know someone else is, you really don't have two legs to stand on to say, oh, poor me. If you are this pillar of clean fighting and morality and I will do the right thing and the best will prevail, all right, good, I'm behind you 100%. But when you also shit the bed, I don't really care if you're going to go cry to the the lawsuits and say I want more money I was jeopardized blah, 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 blah. no one cares so no one cares. You quit your lawsuit and yeah. you're a punk bitch for still fighting for him you're fighting Alistair over him in a couple months now you can kick my ass so uh, if you see me you will but I'm just saying yeah you're kind of a coward and a, a fraud dick. and two-faced
0: yeah all right we will move on cue the collective iwc orgasm in 3 2 The G1 climax is coming to the United States in July. According to an announcement made at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 11, New Japan will run two G1 shows at the Long Beach Convention Center in California July 1st and 2nd. And this is actually a pretty big deal. This is going to be huge.
1: Definitely. My question we didn't cover this the first time around in dress rehearsal, but will this be aired on pay per view or how will people be able to see this? I don't know. In America? Now, obviously, you could do the typical, you know, whatever, like how it was for New Japan. But do all New Japan Pro Wrestling shows get aired in pay-per-view form for Americans?
0: I don't don't know know how that that. works. Yeah, I don't know. Now
1: I know they have like their network, the New Japan Pro Wrestling network. So if you give, I think it's seven dollars, you can have that. But Mm -hmm. if I just want to view these two, I wonder how I can do that. I don't know. Here's the other thing I was going to say. After Wrestle Kingdom 11, which was incredible, and the first six-star match from Dave
0: Meltzer. Yeah. yeah. Can I stop you again? And I'm still as heated as I was in dress rehearsal. <laughs> okay? Dave Meltzer is an amazing pro wrestling sideline journalist. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He knows countless people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Gets many bits of news information that people are otherwise not privy to. Mm-hmm. Right. And as a foremost subject matter expert in that regard. Well, and the other thing that
1: I like that he does is he holds the powers that be the Vince McMahon's, the Eric Bischoff's, the Paul Heyman's of the world, to be honest. Right. So he'll right. call your bullshit. And so right. he's kind of a. Uh, A a man to say Uh Hey I'm going to speak on behalf of what is The truth
0: for the most part He's a great journalist in that regard Uh, What I don't think uh, he has Much in the way of is an analyst We put so much stock in this Dave Meltzer giving it a five star match And now he's giving this his first ever six star match Dave Meltzer is a fucking twig who's never like been in the wrestling Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck this guy. Why do we care <laughs> that he's rating these matches? We rate these matches too. Like, fuck right. off, man. Yeah, I would have gave that four stars. <laughs> he gave it his
1: first ever six stars. But neither one of us has wrestled. So who, who's right and who's wrong?
0: Yeah, let's ask Jeremy Wyatt what he fucking thinks, which, you know, we don't ask him about that particular match later on the show. But, but we do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, have a wrestler review it and give his star rating, and that holds more weight than someone who's just viewed this for X amount of years. I've watched it for 20-plus years. Cataclysmic's watched it for religiously for 10, yeah, 15 years. Yeah, I've watched plus it for 30-plus
0: years. You know I
1: mean? years, yeah. Yeah, Heavy Set, another guy that's mm-hmm. just watched it religiously. So, you know what I mean? So, Heavy Set's opinion and Dave Meltzer's opinion are the same. You're it's right. not – neither one has wrestled, so neither one really knows. Anyhow, back to my point, though. After all the hoopla of a six star match and Wrestle Kingdom, which always seems to be their biggest event, going back to really Wrestle Kingdom nine when Jim Ross called it and it gained that uh, attention here in America, at least from my perspective, I haven't heard it at that level before Wrestle Kingdom nine. I think this is the perfect opportunity to have an event before this Long Beach show and find a way to have Kenny Omega become your champion. So that when he comes to America, New Japan comes to America, even though it's New Japan, you have an American speaking on behalf of the company as the champion. Because when the morning shows, the hot 97s, or whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank morning shows, if you want publicity, it's easier to do it with a guy who can speak English as his first language. So I personally would find a way to have him be your champion going into those shows to help you with the PR and press locally and nationally because ESPN would like to talk to Omega over Okada and then have Okada beat Omega and now you have two stars and then you can gain even more attention and more ground and even make it a more worldwide product. That's my opinion. What about you, Captain?
0: Uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see, you, you know, I, like New Japan obviously is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've watched a couple things that they put out with the Wrestle Kingdoms. Uh, it's just still hard for me to get past the whole, I guess, cultural and language divide. Uh, I'm just that typical yeah. American that going, way. So.
1: Going back to Meltzer, my biggest beef with New Japan is nothing New Japan at all. I just have this disdain, and it's not their fault at all again, but... Dave Meltzer has such a hard on for J- Japanese pro wrestling that he thinks it's so cool because it's over there that I get mad at it kind of irrationally because I'm like no, no 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 look Seth Rollins is every bit as good as Kenny Omega you know Randy Orton in his prime was every bit as good as Okada Tanahashi is John Cena John Cena I in my opinion is way better than Tanahashi, so on and so forth. You know, you can keep going on and on and on. But my point is, is, like, they're both great, but I still feel the absolute best, or in WWE. So even though New Japan is a very fun product to watch, that oversaturation hasn't hit America, and that's why I think it's still so cool, that, did you see the Omega match? Did you see the Young Bucks? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, I still think, like, people should still respect the wwe wwe work even though you're drowning in it with 90 hours of content a week it feels like
0: yeah yeah but they're coming to america and
1: that's a great first step we'll see how it goes omega and okada i would imagine would be main eventing those
0: shows possibly all right well let's uh let's take a break let's come back and do a segment that we haven't already uh, went through once We'll do Tweet the Table If you don't know what that is Stick around You're going to love it On the Spanish Announce Table When we uh, come back Which is on table.net And For the span of 186
1: days It's not possible To see the sun At the North Pole Trinity Topics Network Back up.
2: What's up guys, this is Jet Royal, Jet Royal. Jet Royal. Royal. and you're, listening, you're, you're listening, listening,
0: listening to the Spanish Announce Table. You're back on the Spanish Announce Table. It's time for Tweet the Table. Remember to eat aces and eights? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a fun! Uh...
1: How that Bischoff kid didn't get shot to the moon with that push. Jesus, he wasn't the worst even at <laughs> it. Yeah, D-Von. oh, and All then right. <laughs> and then that big reveal of Devon. God, what a mess. And Hogan, like, really tried to
0: sell that, like, as much as he could. Oh, look, Hogan is not terrible. And, I mean, he'll sell a lot, you know what I mean? He, and, like, for as much shit as he gets as being, like, this guy who never puts anybody over, he tries hard to, like, get folks over, you know? Like, oh, yeah.
1: Just... And here's the other thing. Uh, I listened, So I listened to a great podcast uh, besides ours um, that I think you should listen what? to. And- yeah that you should listen to and our listeners it's called something to wrestle with with bruce pritchard it gives you such a great insight and analysis of events he was was actually a part of much yeah yeah he was there from like uh wrestlemania to tna like he did it all you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah quietly too i mean yeah he was on screen and did the brother love thing and has been known but he's quietly one of the major players in the wrestling industry
1: Oh, in the if you listen to the 1997 Royal Rumble uh episode he tells you how they book a Royal Rumble match it's incredible yeah. anyhow he talks about how oh, actually his uh co-host Conrad Thompson i think his name is yeah uh, anyway
0: he that's talks the, about that's the uh, Ric Flair guy who did the Rick Ric Flair's podcast is no more right but that's the guy who did it
1: right yeah. uh, but Conrad uh, even made mention that it's it's interesting to note that we have such a beloved high regard for Andre the giant who would shit on any other big guy and actually made big John stud quit the company because he was beating his ass so much. And big John was like, well, I can't go anywhere else with this guy. So I might as well leave. But yet Hogan gets trashed because he protected his spot. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Aren't we being a little bit hypocritical? Double standards. Right. Yeah. 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 But anyhow, uh, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, selling, yeah. Hogan sold that Devon aces and Aids Whoo, that was a hot turd.
0: Let's just get into tweet the table. Tweet the table is a fun interactive segment of the show where you, the listener, get to tell us the hosts what to talk about by using hashtag tweet the table on your Twitter machine. And it goes a little something like this: At WIRCATA says TJ Perkins teaching HBK how to dab. God, how the mighty have fallen. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, it
1: sucked. Um, I will say this, and I don't know if it's mentioned, but how fascinating do you find it that Shawn Michaels was on WWE Monday Night Raw to promote a Christian movie Mm -hmm. and ended his promo with, and if you don't like that, I have two words for you.
0: Suck it. Yeah. And did the whole crash (laughs) up. Uh, Well, I talked about this on my, uh, if you go on our website, I post a weekly article uh, on Raw, five awesome thoughts about Raw. Uh, I mentioned uh, Shawn Michaels used to be the most entertaining thing in a ring.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: He used to. But like, and I said, I'm glad he's found religion because that's what he needed to get out of his self-destructive behaviors. Uh, But I don't give a shit about this movie. And nobody does. Well, there is. There's
1: people. The family, yeah, there's plenty. Sure, okay. The Conrad Thompson's who I just mentioned, sure. that family will buy it. Yeah. No, sure, but nobody like
0: cares about it to where like let's get in the ring and talk about it. And he was boring the shit out of me until Rusev showed up, right? And this in this crazy. whole segment, he was the second most boring thing in the ring, only second because Jinder fucking Mahal was in there hmm Right? He would have been the most boring if Jinder Mahal wasn't just standing there for no reason. No reason. That guy was in there for no reason. He didn't he say to anything. Match. He didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, he had a match, but, like, god damn it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did, like, well, I liked Rusev saying, put my wife in the movie. Yes, that was fun. That's how uh, movies work. You're right. The only thing with, with HBK that's getting a little bit, hey, man, what are we doing, is... I hate when, when people who aren't old act old, right? And I get his body's been through hell, but the run down here, brother, didn't wind you every time. Like, stop acting like you're catching your breath from walking down a ramp. You're not that old, right? Anymore. Yeah, like you know what I mean. You're like, he's still like, hey, in amazing shape. I need to catch my breath. Whew.
0: Could like, oh. I be in that shape when I'm his age? I would be doing pretty damn well.
1: Well, and he's not even old,
0: right? I don't know but I love him yeah, yeah. all right let's move on at B underscore double underscore if Steph wants the Undertaker on Raw shouldn't she be talking to Shane since he's supposedly on Smackdown hashtag tweet the table well the Undertaker mentioned that nobody owns him
1: and what? so then the fucking match before Survivor Series means absolutely fucking nothing now
0: yeah nothing
1: nothing you know nothing. why it did but you know why smackdown beat raw on the ratings and Vince fucking hit the panic button yeah, and now Undertaker exactly.
0: goes wherever the ratings need. All right, that's exactly what is happening there. I just like
1: cuz it it was leading to something. Remember he said Smackdown's my home, you better win to, you know, protect this home. If you don't, you'll have hell to pay and now it's uh 29 holes for 29 souls, which sounds like a fucking porn.
0: It does. <laughs> 29 holes for 29 souls at Chris Mercado, 32 glad to see rich swan as a side to him that has something other than clapping his knees together hashtag tweet the table true but that music is too
1: fucking cheesy to be a angry run in yeah exactly
0: <laughs> I kind of we'll get into this later I'll, t- I'll talk about it later uh, three people chime in on this one you at table show Max says it's 830 p.m. central standard time and I'm totally bored from raw yet again this makes me sad Sad face. Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRCATA says, You're right, Steph. When the WWE universe expects something, we want it delivered. Like a compelling episode of Raw every week. Hashtag tweet the table. And at Theo75 says, Can we have less old leather with implants on Raw, please? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, Raw just felt kind of like, Okay. It, Here it, we go again. Here's
1: the other point I would like to bring up with Monday Night Raw, right? So even on that Bring It to the Table show, which is obviously a ripoff on us, I'm saying it right there, um, they they brought up should Raw be three hours. and Rosenberg was like, no, it should be two. And then Heyman and JBL were like, you're an idiot. You know how much money that brings in, which makes sense, right? But it right. still should be two. Here's my question, though. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to book for three hours. And I think that's the accepted truth across the board. I think Stephanie would tell you that Triple H would tell you that. And obviously we would tell you that. Right. Yes. So then why does the God freaking match start central time at 10.02 and go to 10.15? Uh, why are you <laughs> running over your time if you can't even fill your time?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, well, because it's contractually obligated. Obviously, we know that. But like, maybe it shouldn't be. Anyway.
1: smackdown never goes overnight
0: uh, yeah mm. Not well because they the don't time. they don't have it contracted to do well so. maybe
1: you need to fucking right. change the contract
0: exactly at chris mercado 32 says this cj lund lady is more realistic girlfriend for ellsworth hashtag tweet the table i love how they were chanting jobber <laughs> like a let's go jobber i thought she would have been who, who was it cj who london i think it was
1: is that from SmackDown, the girl that wrestled yeah. Carmella? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought she'd been a great girlfriend for uh, Gallagher.
0: Yeah. Jack, Jack Gallagher. Yes. At the Ice Man Forever says SmackDown was good. Corbin is really good. I'm intrigued by the Carmella Ellsworth story. I also like Natty versus Nikki, hashtag tweet the table. I'm upset with the whole Corbin thing because um, we just have him job so cleanly and easily to 1AA from John Cena. Like, it's not even like John Cena doesn't have to dig deep at all. Well, the expectation
1: would make you say, I want more, but I like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's how matches should be is what I'm trying to say. It shouldn't take every single guy three AA's. Of course not, but like –
0: but it seemed like it was just like – Cena. so the whole storyline has been Corbin going, and they're pushing Corbin to the moon. They're trying to get him into this main event thing, Right? Right? and he's like you know what's no it's not
1: going to him with the moon you huh. know what's not going with him to the moon what his ha- his hairline his hairline
0: uh <laughs> yeah but like so he's sitting here saying no nah, screw you you old washed up you're out of here stay out of here this is my time okay never mind you can just beat the shit out of me pretty easily like it just kind of ruins the whole thing you were going for well
1: y- yes but what my point is is without the context of knowing that seth rollins kicks out of three of them and everyone kicks out of one yeah like, that should be what beats someone is one aa that's my point get what i'm saying like traditionally speaking that should be what takes someone out it, it's it's overkill that now we have to do three aas five uh, stunners off the sure yeah yeah that it's oh, one aa
0: you know? i guess that's not my biggest problem it's right. just that like yeah, I know what you mean though. Uh, okay, it like it wasn't
1: an epic encounter,
0: right? Like it didn't yeah. seem like it was hard for John Cena at all. Right? Like any match yeah. he ever wrestles is as long as that took.
2: Yeah, like he didn't I have agree. to
0: like look surprised. Like he didn't have right. to think, "What do I got to do to beat this guy?" It was mm-hmm. just ha psych. I, I understand.
1: Know. I get that. Yeah. Uh, I do love the Carmella and Ellsworth thing. I calling it I Carmelsworth. Care. Everyone hates on Ellsworth. It's, it's Carmelsworth. I still love them.
0: What? It's Carmel'sworth, Carmel'sworth.
1: I do yes. like that. Yes. yes. Um, but I've,
0: I've got another angle. Okay. So I've talked to before about how we, how I want Ellsworth to be the one who's actually like smart and cunning and sinister. Right. Let's just wipe that away because maybe that's not believable. But what James Ellsworth does have is this history of making stupid fucking choices. Right. So, Carmella's like, hey, James, and for whatever reason, he has some inexplicable charm, and she starts kind of, gr- he starts growing on her, right? And she's like, man, what, what the fuck is wrong with me? What? It's this guy, but she keeps liking him. But it starts going to his head, and he's thinking, I'm God's greatest fucking gift to women, right? And some other girls see how she was able to use him, so they're like, well, shit, I can use Ellsworth, too. And some starts flirting with him, somebody, let's just say it's, I don't know, fucking Alexa Bliss. And so, he gives in. Drops Carmella breaks her heart, goes with bliss and she just fucking uses him real quick and dumps him and now he's got nobody. Carmella gets a good face turn out of it and Ellsworth's sitting there going, "Oh, damn it, I screwed up again." Like and that would be so fun. Yes, I love yes. that. Did you
1: catch the backstage segment where uh she's like, "You know what? I'm going to take you or does right. do something?" But he's like, "I'm a kiss." And she's like, oh, hold on." Yeah, you're she right. <laughs> yeah, let's calm down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love this storyline. I like it a lot. All right, at Lady Undertaker says, uh, wow, Mick Foley clean shaven. I'm sad. No more Mountain Man Foley. Hashtag tweet the table. And at A underscore WIR says, is Foley going to come out bald next week? Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, my point was, that motherfucker was so shaggy, he had to get his hair cut in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's enough for today. You're gonna have to come back next <laughs> that's week. That's
1: a great point. It's like a tattoo uh, that you have to
0: finish over time. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, w- I still
1: think I still think he looks like uh, like a a low level weed dealer. Yes.
0: At W Arcata says WWE knows NXT the game show was the drizzling shits. So what do they do? They relive it again on a Raw segment. Hashtag tweet the table. I like that they're still doing this Titus O New Day thing. Yeah, like, I want this to keep going, because here's the thing. The New Day had the longest tag team title reign, right? And they lost it. Well, it would just feel weird and forced to put them into some random tag team feud, right? And they're not quite ready to break them up yet, so you got to have something to do. I feel like this is perfect.
1: I agree. And I think next week will be the big E match. Now, then after that, what do we do? I don't know. But, yeah, I think this is a good do we pause get, on the tag team division. Do and we then get we'll two tag teams Day out of this?
0: this? Do we get a heel turn and somebody joins with Titus and maybe it's like a tag team feud after this? or? Uh,
1: that uh, Calm down. They're not that smart. I
0: don't know. At Lady Undertaker says, wonder if there will ever be a mixed tag match with Renee and Ambrose and Miz and Maurice. Hashtag tweet table. I feel like that's where it's got to go.
1: Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. It seems logical, at least.
0: And And they can protect Renee. She can learn just enough to get a few moves here and there. And, you know,
1: of course has yeah, wrestled
0: before so she knows how to bump for her, so
1: oh she can just get the hot tag and a pin and that's it you you're right
0: I mean? really yeah that's all they really need to do all right four people chime in on this one at table show team says, so it's undertaker versus Braun at wrestlemania hashtag tweet the table at chris mercado 32 says at least we know where taker has been these last two months he was busy digging 29 holes and at his age that takes a while hashtag tweet the table at cata says taker in the rumble If I wanted to watch a bunch of old farts in the Royal Rumble, I'd watch the gimmick battle royal. And at Lady Undertaker says, love me some Taker promo. His voice makes me orgasm. Love is dark greatness. Hashtag to the table. Whoa. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. His voice makes her orgasm. Hot take and hot panties. That's a (laughs) hot take and hot panties. (laughs) Woo. Well, she is the Lady Undertaker. I guess that would kind of make sense.
1: Yeah. Now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's clearly where did they're you leading catch right the mat, or did you catch the segment
0: yeah because he's watching from the back
1: Braun and he, Strowman was the is, he was the only one that's why i said it and there's if they no way showed him
0: there's yeah go ahead
1: i would say if they would have showed him and roman and seth all different shots watching backstage okay look yeah.
0: at how important this this uh announcement is but they only showed nope. one guy and not not even the most naive of wrestling fans thanks the the undertakers winning the royal rumble Right, like but so, right? Goldberg
1: won in a minute.
0: Well, yeah, I guess you never know, but I, I would be shocked. I, I, I would not be surprised if Goldberg wins it. I would not be surprised if uh, fucking anybody wins it, really. But the Undertaker is just like that's not why he's there. He's not gonna have another title reign. It's just uh, like I would be shocked. It, that's well, clearly a know. setup. Strowman and him are gonna go at it. And that's where it's going to lead. And that's going to be sure the I sure
1: hope not. Because
0: don't you still want to see the Cena, Undertaker? I do. But here's where, here's where I'm kind of upset about Brock beating the streak. Yes, that was a cool moment. But uh, that's what ending the streak was built for. You're going to make this next big monster, Braun Strowman. He hasn't had like a WrestleMania match yet. He could have gone on his own streak because he's an unbeatable monster. Like, this is what that was built for to build somebody who needs that final little push to make it be like, okay, damn.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't we be upset if, let's say, the streak, breaking the streak never happened, right? Mm hmm. Wouldn't we be upset if they still run that same promo with the streak and tack and we go, oh, okay, so Braun's going to break the streak because this is going to be Undertaker's last match, and then we're still whining about something?
0: Sure. Oh, yeah, I guess we would. But it just felt yeah. more right because Brock didn't need that rub, I guess. But, you know, whatever. It was yeah. what it was. It was shocking. So,
1: But I-, I think he did because after that, I mean, there was no bigger attraction in wrestling for a solid year and a half true. than
0: Brock Lesnar. It's true. It's true. Well, what really sold it was the Heyman promo well but yeah you, it's a package deal yeah it is at b underscore double underscore <laughs> i honestly don't want kenny omega in wwe they just mess him up and put him in like 205 live or something hashtag tweet the table yeah he'd be in the club he'd be in the rubber band club pew. Pew, pew. at pew, chris pew, mercado pew. 32 says neville and rich swan are very awful on the mic hashtag tweet the table so is everyone else in that division. Yeah. At Theo75, uh, JoJo is the raw main event. What a beauty. Hashtag tweet the table. You like JoJo.
1: Uh, they actually hired a, a new announcer
0: oh, from the yeah. House of Hardcore. I saw that. Have you seen yeah. the pictures of this guy? He looks like a fucking dork. All right. At Chris Mercado32. <laughs> you know, I put on, uh, I think it was on one of my posts that I was like, uh, God damn it. I didn't get the job again. Maybe I should actually apply for the challenge. <laughs> How did I not get the thing? Why didn't they just ask me? Don't they know? Yeah. At Chris Mercado 32 says, nice to see the women of SmackDown Live are getting to make a history for a change. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, hey, I cage love match.
2: All.
0: Yeah, because those whole um, women making history thing was all re- you know relegated to Raw for a while. This will be nice. But where does that luchador girl come in? It's going to be Mickey James, isn't it? I hope so, but I where does so she come in? Because now it's a cage. Uh, yeah, she comes it's a from cage. underneath, like Undertaker. Does she repel from the ceiling with an RB sandwich? At Lady Undertaker says, "The is, last
1: person that ro- that propelled from the sky in a mask uh, in WWE didn't end up too well."
0: Yeah. Uh, at Lady Undertaker, is Daniel Bryan really comfortable in this role of SmackDown GM? Seems to be awkward at times. Hashtag tweet the table. Well, yeah, because he was never good on the mic.
1: No, I think he's amazing. I think. The times that where he's awkward,
0: I actually I, I think, think he's great on Asian SmackDown Live. Where I don't think he's great is in the backstage promos on SmackDown. Oh, I think he's great there too. Oh, God, I think he's I awesome everywhere. Yeah. I think,
1: I think sometimes it bleeds through too much, and it's not anyone's fault. But I guess health. But he wants to wrestle.
0: Yeah, I know it.
1: You know what I mean? So sometimes when he cuts a promo, what he would do is get in your face, but he knows he can't because now he's reg- regulated to. You know a non wrestling role, so he goes, "Well, shit, I actually wouldn't do this, but I guess since I can't wrestle, I'll do this." And it comes off a little awkward, I think, but I still love it. It's awesome. He's the best.
0: At WIRCADA says, "Lol, Rollins thinks he will be main eventing WrestleMania. That's cute." Hashtag tweet the table. Well, it'll be a main event match. Whatever they, you know, <laughs> yeah, however yeah. they build that, it'll he'll be, be the, on the poster. It'll be one of the seven main events. At right. b underscore double underscore. What? B underscore double underscore. Oh, B underscore. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. <clears throat> Enzo Amore looks like the Stephen Hawking of this generation. Hashtag tweet the table. I love the scooter. I think he should always keep it. I think that yeah. it should be his thing from now on. Yes, because yeah. I love how he still does this. Like he goes over to one side, and he goes back, mm-hmm. his, and he backs up. It's fun. At WIR says I legit burst out laughing after Naya kicks Sasha's legs out from under. Raffle him out. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. I liked how she grabbed Charlotte Flair though by like the tits
1: because she was (laughs) wearing like a (laughs) strap. So she like grabbed her by the tits. tits.
2: Look
0: at my tits. At right, Dave Wright says, "Why do WWE authority figures?" Uh, offices always look like they are in a hallway with curtains for walls. Hashtag to the table. Well, okay, so they're on the road, so they don't have actual offices for them, and that's honestly probably like how it would work in a real thing. Like I bet Vince McMahon probably sits back somewhere. Now he may get like a room in the building, but other people, they probably have partitions that they set up. Yeah, I yeah, mean you've been just... back in in, in these. Uh, you've been back in a lot of a uh, uh, MMA events. There's not yeah. like they have a whole bunch of offices in these arenas. Yeah, there's just one room. I was
1: backstage at the Sprint Center. Yeah, in the in the president of the company that I was working for just took a room.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it I don't know, just, that's all know, it's just like do. I'm here. Take yeah. a room. At b underscore double underscore d says, "Oh dear, Emma, I will wait forever." Hashtag tweet the table. It always
1: catches my eye as soon as they start playing those photos. So keep doing it. I don't care. I like how um
0: it was Corey Graves. He said. Patience is not a virtue I was born with, but I will learn it for Emelina. <laughs> yes. like, that's a great line. That At WI Arcado says, good thing USADA doesn't test WWE superstars, because Jinder Mahal would have failed by now. He looks ridiculous. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, that dude is juiced to the gills, man. Good for him. At Chris Mercado 32 says, Chris Jericho has now won every title possible. Y2J is the best... <laughs> ever hashtag tweet the table and at B underscore double underscore says Roman Reigns haters are happy because he lost the US title hope they realize it's because he's about to main event mania hashtag tweet the table yeah I'm a little worried about that
1: I'm just happy that the US title can actually have a
0: storyline hopefully he can carry any storyline that eventually gives it to whomever is going to take it from him Roman Reigns could not even in the slightest And that's why I'm excited. Five people chime in on this one. At Theo75 says, get lost, TJ Perkins. HBK does not need to know how to do the dab. Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRcana says, so HBK's part on this Raw was to plug his lame Christian movie and then kill Rusev's heat. Sounds about right. Hashtag tweet the table. At B underscore double underscore. D says, HBK with almost no pop. That's surprising. Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, love Enzo and Cass with Michaels. Pure gold. Almost had a DX flashback. Hashtag tweet the table. And at The Ice Man Forever says, Raw was a pretty good show. My favorite part was HBK, Enzo, and Cass segment. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag Ice Man approved. We kind of touched on that pretty heavily but uh, i just kind of felt like well
1: with the hbk uh no pop i mean it was a little bit you know like yeah that's him but i think we're starting to get conditioned to know what to expect from the part-timer retirement guys walking
0: out well and they made it very clear he's out here to promote a movie right they said it the whole time he has a special announcement or anything like that so we're just like yep okay and final one, and Chris Mercado thirty two says, "Very badass video package of the Lone Wolf. I like that fucking guy." Hashtag tweet the table. He's
1: money. He shave his head. And yes, he's fucking gold. Yes, shave
0: his fucking head. But I like that fucking. Or, guy. or just give him a different haircut. Something. You know what I mean? Something. They need something. All right. Well, let's take a break. We're going to come back and answer uh, some listener emails, and then give you T Max three P's. Uh, if you want to know how to email the show, stick around and find out in the next segment. Hmm? Hmm? Of the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and Life Hack. Call any pizza place
1: and ask if they have any orders that people didn't pick up. They'll let you buy them at a discount. TrinityTopicsNetwork.com.
2: Oh, Get ready. Me-
1: This Is the mile high, mile high magnum. magnum back, rate, rate, back, straight and you're listening drape, drape, drape. to the Spanish announce, Spanish Spanish, Spanish, announce Spanish, announce table. Spanish announce table.
0: Welcome to the second hour ish of the Spanish announce table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and Brending Topics Network.com. Second hour ish, two weeks in a row, we got to play that music. That's what I like when we have interviews. That's the only reason I like interviews, is, is we get to play that music. Well, I like interviews because I like to talk to our guests. No, you don't. You don't like people. Well, uh, that could also be true as well. <laughs> that could also be true. We have a longtime friend of the show. Uh, we used to call him uh Many things. The rebel Jeremy Wyatt, the belt collector. Now he's the monarch, Jeremy Wyatt. Jeremy, how are you?
3: I am good. How are you guys? What's this like my third, fourth time here?
0: Oh, it might even be more than that. Gosh, I don't know. At this point, you you did a, you did a WrestleMania couple WrestleMania specials. You did the Strider Wyatt interview. Yeah, maybe four. So then we did a
1: Strider Wyatt one hour special about your guys' one hour or your guys's match for Metro Pro. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, you're almost the the third co-host at this point. we got to give you royalties at some point.
3: Sign sign me up. Give me some royalties. I'll (laughs) take them.
0: So let's get into this. The last most of our listeners knew outside of, say, the uh, Kansas City, St. Louis area, you were retiring. You were having your last match, and that's not the case anymore. Something drew you back in. You want to get into that?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't ever, like, classifying something is like completely retiring because it's wrestling. But sure. the plan was, I was like 99% certain that uh, that match in July versus Strider was going to be my final match. And then uh, pretty much the same time that was going on, the uh, the will started going in motion for this, the, the whole NWL. And uh, it as a major, Based in the 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 uh the guy who you know created NWL. It's the very first show he ever went to uh independent you know, was uh the the match with me and Strider back in July. So Oh wow. Uh so uh, you know, I, I guess if he's gonna see one of you know, that's that that was a good one to see. That was. Anyways, uh, uh so you know, Chris Goff kinda was keeping me informed on what was going on. Yeah, man you know, really like you to be a part of this. We know, you know, you're, you know, quote unquote, retired, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, uh, just the more that I learned about it, uh, the more, you know, interest I had. And, um, you know, finally got to the point where like, you know, there's really no reason for me not to be a part of this. Uh, I didn't, you know, stop having, I wasn't planning on stopping having matches because I, you know, I can't go anymore or because, you know, my body was too beat up and brittle and broken, you know, it was just kind of, you know, I'd done it for 15 years and there wasn't really much else to do Mm -hmm. around here without me traveling. And I, you know, I don't really have the desire to, uh, you know, travel a lot just because I got, you know, a life, yeah, I'm idea. just wrestling, <laughs> and um,
0: I don't know. What so that I mean, is. you
3: know, it's just like I mean, the moons and stars align kind of thing. If this thing didn't come along, then I wouldn't be back. But it did, and you know, here we are. So you're known as the
1: Monarch. Uh did you come up with that? Is that an NWL creation and kind of tell us about the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt in comparison to uh the Belt Collector Jeremy Wyatt who we saw in uh, Kansas City and St. Louis as far as Metro Pro and uh the other promotion.
3: Uh yeah, I mean, I came up with the name. Uh I was willing to come up with a new name altogether. Uh you know, cuz you know, pretty much everybody did. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, they were just like, we want you to be Jeremy Wyatt. And, uh, so I wanted to come up with a new moniker of some sort, uh, just to do something a little bit different. I didn't want to come back and do the exact same thing. Uh, so I came up with the Monarch with the idea, basically it's, um, you know, like as, you know, the rebel or whatever. Uh, I, you know, I've been a baby face for four years, or, you know, the last four or five years in the Kansas City area. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, I fight for the people and, you know, blah up, you know, that kind of stuff. And right. I just want to do the complete opposite of that. And and then with the Monarch, it, uh, you know, kind of ties into Kansas City and I'm a baseball fan, uh, you know, Kansas City Monarchs. Okay. uh and then you know the wrestling royalty uh you know all those things kind of tied into one is how i came up with the monarch and because i was thinking and i really like lions and uh i was trying to think of something and then it just popped in my head one day i was just like oh, the monarch king city there we go that's yeah. it and so i pitched it and they liked it and here we
0: are. Well, and it fits well now because you get to wear that badass robe and since you did the Ric Flair retirement, yeah. it only fits that you've got the Ric Flair robe and now you get to stand up there and kind of, it, it. how good does it feel after five years of, of playing that baby face? Not that that's a, you know, an annoying thing to you, but how good does it feel to flip the switch and now you get to just spit venom out there?
3: I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun, obviously. I, uh, you know, I I never was like, real fond of being a baby face until kind of like the last year or so I I learned to enjoy it more and I, I think I became pretty good at it I think the thing is with me is I don't really change too much mm-hmm. like I'm not really that much different than I was it's just a little couple tweaks here and there uh, but I think uh, being baby face for so long and kind of being you know like they're they're trying to reach a new audience, a bigger audience, but you know quite a few of the fans that were there, they know who I am, so I think the fact that I was able to play a pretty good baby face it uh helps me be an even a more effective heel now and uh you know, like I said i'm not i I'm not changing too much, but I'm just tweaking some things here and there and You know, I got a lot of ideas going forward, so I think uh, I think uh, people will be in be in store for some uh, pretty good stuff and some different stuff that maybe they're not quite expecting to see from me.
1: Okay. Well, when we spoke with Major, uh, we did an interview with him a few weeks back. Uh, He he spoke about how this is kind of going to be a more family friendly show, kind of a show for all ages. And the last time that I can remember, you. Uh, at least on video being a heel was out in St. Louis and you were given the double middle fingers. You were telling people to suck it and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So what kind of challenges, at least for you, because it seemed like uh, you played that heel role as far as the middle fingers pretty well. How is it going to be different now that this is a family friendly show? Like what challenges do you see as far as being a heel in a PG era? Oh,
3: there's no challenges. The, The, The stuff you saw—that's like that was a St. Louis anarchy, and that there is pretty much anything goes, and that that their crowd is, you know, very uh, vile and vulgar. So it was just giving it back, more, you know, even more so what they were giving. So, uh, you know, I, I have no problem, you know, pissing people off without like flipping them off or, you know, right. calling them a piece of shit or something. You know, it, it's it's not hard. So, right. uh, but it, is, but it is more exactly. fun, right? Oh yeah, it's totally a lot <laughs> of fun. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just doing different things. I mean, uh, I mean, it's really not to me. It's not a big challenge because I don't rely on that. I just there. It's just kind of how it goes, and so you just kind of give back what you get. So.
0: So turning back to the NWL, and we're we're hoping to maybe get uh, you know uh, Major Basin back on to go more in depth, but you can shed some light in on this. Uh, the one of the reasons it brought you back in, like you said, is because it's it's kind of a great deal for for the workers. Like you're now able to let's say be rewarded more aptly for to to entice you to stick around after 15 years. So they're actually giving people more benefits it's a better deal than say your typical indie promotion that's out there.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's being ran like a legitimate business. Uh, you know, it's, there's, there's guys that are have like actual benefits, you know, insurance. Uh, there's guys that are, their living is wrestling now. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's the full, full-time guys. There's only a handful of full-time guys, but like even the part-time guys, um, you know, you're, you're being paid well, um, and you're being provided an opportunity for just a lot of bookings. And it'll be, it's, it, what will be fun to me is, you know, like I love Metro Pro. I mean, I, that's you know, my favorite place I've ever worked. Uh, but the shows were every, you know, month and a half, two months. Right. And this is going to be every other week. So storylines, you can really progress and really do some interesting stuff. And you can, like, to me, like, it was amazing that with the time in between shows, like some of the angles, like, I'll just, I'll talk about myself on this, but like, uh, like the stuff with me and Strider, you know, it lasted a year and a half, almost two years, but we were able to like retain the heat from show to show, even though there was a two months, you know, time right. in between right. well, with this, you know, there's two weeks. So I think you can keep, if something gets hot and cooking, like you can really go full bore with it and like, you can go in so many more different directions just because the, the turnaround right. is starting so quick. And I think, uh, you know, once this thing really gets going and they really get, you know, deep into angles, that's what's going to be the driving force of, you know, bringing in a consistent crowd, show in and show out. Because, you know, a lot of people are complaining about the prices going up and, you know, they're not going to be able to afford it. But if you're giving them something worth seeing, they'll find a way to pay for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. people go to you know, T-Bones games and uh, Missouri Mavericks games and say nothing yeah. about the price. Yeah, it's not an outrageous our cost. It's good. just, yeah. Our, our product is better than their product. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, in my opinion, like, minor league hockey and minor league, and well, it's not even, it's independent baseball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I think I think what we're offering is a better product than what they are. So uh you know like i said you don't you don't hear people complain like oh i gotta show out 30 bucks to go to this mavericks game right right or whatever well one so, thing one thing uh, about your yeah, heel
1: one thing about your heel turn uh, this time around is now you're actually aligning yourself with Michael Strider. Have you guys done that before as far as this kind of role where he's your manager? And I mean, you've only done one show and it was the the first uh, fight case C show, but you've done some promos as well. How has it been working with them this time around as far as kind of a team?
3: I mean, it's been, you know, it's been fun obviously so far. And I, I think it's going to get, you know, even more fun as we go along. Uh, you know, previous to this, we've never really, never really been on the same side ever. Um, so it's like a new dynamic to that. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, I think the two of us together is going to lend for some, you know, pretty, pretty interesting stories and, uh, some devious acts. So, (laughs) uh, you no, know, I'm excited for it, and I think I think it's going to go really well. I, th- I mean, you know, away from the ring, we're, you know, we're pretty good friends, so uh, I see no reason why, you know, that's not going to translate to what we're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: So even. Um even as as you mentioned it's every other week it even can kind of be more than that because the way this nwl is set up and at least these first two and if they expand later it'll be kind of a similar situation but there's a saint louis component to this and they even kind of overlap so it, some of these storylines could even bleed over into you know the other shows on the other end which are running the other week so you could almost get into some storylines yeah, for sure. the whole month yeah
3: yeah i mean yeah like the you know they have um it's the alternating weeks. You know, they run, they're running Kansas city every other Saturday and they're running St. Louis every other Thursday, which, you know, people have complained about that as well. But of course. You know, I, I think their, their goal is to be on Saturday. It's just a matter of getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's going to be kinks to work out and everything's not going to be smooth selling, but for the most part, things have went pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's going to be, you know, like there's uh they're having a return, or I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a rematch exactly, but they're having an, they're having a six man tomorrow night at the mm-hmm. St. Louis debut show.
0: Yeah, Dak Draper inserted uh, himself in lieu it, of Blaine Meeks. Yeah,
3: yeah, with the Regals, I'm not sure. I think, I think the Blood Brothers are on the St. Louis side, which is uh, Matt Grundy and Davey Gibson, which formerly was pitch it and Vega.
2: Uh-huh. I'm not
3: sure who the I'm not sure who the third partner is, but I would imagine uh, it's Todd, so, but, yeah. but uh, so there's going to be, you know, and I'm like I'm sure at some point that I will go to St. Louis for a handful of shows here and there and I'm sure you'll see more guys. You know, I think they want to keep it you know, I'm I'm just guessing you know, I'm not in the meetings or anything, but sure. from what I gather they want to keep it pretty separate for the most part. Sure, but there's going to be a little little weaving in and out of, of well, guys, and they, you know, so, stuff going on. So, well,
0: and so Major brought it up. Uh, you know, they, he even he brought on an infamous PowerPoint to explain how it'll work, and the crowd even began chanting for the PowerPoint. Uh, but yeah, so eventually, what the way he, he sold it is. Uh, they kind of run in seasons, and the wins and losses matter because then there will be almost a tournament-like feel at the end of the season between the two sides for kind of a brand supremacy, which is is always a neat deal because I think there's an inherent, uh, you know, there's an inherent thing that people like to get. It's almost like a sports team; you like to to just shit on the other city for no reason, you
3: know. Yeah, exactly. So, well, uh, I like the 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 idea that wins and losses are going to matter. It gives it a more, it gives it that more of a sport feel. And, uh, you know, I can see, you know, Mm -hmm. as the, as the year goes on, you know, like you're you're in July or whatever, and they've got, you know, guys win loss records listed and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and there'll be, there'll be reasons for guys to be actual contenders to titles and not just like random, uh, you know, Oh, we need to put, so-and-so in a match, so let's just throw him in this title match. And, you know, yeah. the guy's three and nine this year, but he's getting a title shot, you know, or whatever, examples right. like that. But, uh uh yeah, man, I, I, I think they got a lot of really good ideas. And, um, I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to be a work in progress because I'm sure some things that they want to do right now, they're going to try, and maybe they don't work the way they want, and they're going to adjust. I mean, that's, you know, that's just how it works. But I – I think, the, you know, they got people in in line to do the job. And I, I think, uh, you know, they're all going to work together really well. And they all kind of add or have something that they can, you know, contribute, you know, not every guy there is like the exact same guy who, you know, Chris, you know, ran an in, uh, independent promotion for the last five years and worked for WWE. And then you got like, you know, Major, who's a businessman. You got Travis, who has a background in Memphis. You got, you know, I think Derek Stone's helping a little bit. And I know he's doing the tr- with the helping with the, or he's actually the head trainer. But I think he's probably helping with the booking. Derek's got, you know, twenty five years of experience, and you know, so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm really excited for the whole thing.
1: Well, talk us about talk to us a little bit about that first night, the first Fight KC show. So we've heard from fans, you know, I've seen the posts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff about how great of a show it was. The LED screen looked amazing. You know, the venue was really cool. But being a pro wrestler that night, being a part of their first show, what was it like for you and kind of describe that night from your point of view? Um, you
3: know, I was... I was really excited going into it and um, you yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm just as excited about everything like after it's over the night, you know, for the, the, the first night and you know, the, like everything went pretty smooth. Um, you know, and it just, the, the venue's really cool. Like it, it's, you know, all I was thinking was, at some point you know that place is going to be full and you know when i went out there I was, you know i'm looking up you know there's people there's you know the balcony and there's the orchestra and you know there's people scattered about there's a you know a decent sized crowd but i was just thinking you know one day this place is going to be completely full and it's going to be amazing and uh you know just to walk out in 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 a in a cool venue like that with the the led board that's like 12 by 20 it looks like a titantron mm-hmm. uh you know coming out with custom music and a you know a you know video a custom video a highlight video and you know it it it, it was a it's a very very cool and exciting moment night uh and i don't see how uh any guy who is a part of the show couldn't be excited kind of for the future
0: yeah i think that was a a huge thing about it too is because a typical knock you'll get on the indies is that production is low lighting's bad you know but this was this went all out i mean production was top notch you had independently commissioned music like you said the gigantic video board an amazing venue and it was loud already and that thing was you know probably not even a third full so i can't imagine uh, what it's going to be like as the word gets around, uh, and I'm super excited for that. So the next one coming up here is what the 21st, I think, is the date next Saturday. Yep. Uh, yep. Do you already know who you're who you got on that show? I have no
3: idea. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. Some uh, other poor unsuspecting soul. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be the Last Callow again, right? So I, uh, I. I would prefer an opponent that uh helps me at least break a little bit of the sweat. So
0: Yeah, T-Max says you should grab Sharkbait and throw him around the ring a little bit.
3: <laughs> no, I'll I'll toss Sharkbait shark around. Sharkbait's coming along pretty good, man. He's he's uh I see him up at the uh the training center you know, here and there, and, you know. That's another he's, thing. Uh, he's he's going to be a uh, He's going to be pretty good, I think, one day.
0: That's another thing that we haven't touched on yet either is – so right now they have a training center per se, but they're actually building – I think it's a 10,000-square-foot training and performance center here in Kansas City, and it's going to have state-of-the-art equipment and there's even more big things coming down that they haven't even released yet that only we've only heard wind of so i'm sure some of the folks that are involved know some of the cooler stuff that's going to happen but that that training and performance center is supposed to be one of the best places to work
3: out in the city yeah it's going to be insane um that's a i it's it's the people it, it's amazing to me that the like there's it's there's the internet man, and like that's where people go to be negative or shit on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we know. <laughs> there's there's just there's so much cool, like so many cool aspects to this that people should be excited about, and you know the people in the know are excited about. Uh, and uh, it's just you, know, you know, like uh pardon my language, but these guys ain't fucking around. Right? <laughs> like they're, they're, they're doing this and they're doing it right. And they're doing it to the best of their ability. And they are, you know, full steam ahead. Uh, you know, they're putting the resources into this where anyone involved in this has no excuse not to be successful. I like There's that. no reason why a guy can't be successful or shouldn't be successful that is involved with this promotion, whether it's Kansas city or St. Louis or whatever else comes down the pipe, which will be coming down the pipe at some point.
0: Well, I like it, man. I appreciate you coming on. We'll let you go. See, so, so we don't have to waste your, your whole evening here, but everybody needs to check it out and check out your new social media stuff. It's all over what Monarch Jeremy Wyatt on the Facebook and that sort of thing. Um, January 21st, uh, and uh, word is these are going to be put up on YouTube later, and they're still working on a, a TV deal. So people even outside the area are going to be able to see this. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to just be in KC or St. Louis to catch wind of this. So uh appreciate you coming on, man. Is there anything else you want to plug or or, or knock you out of the park before we let you go? No, nah, just, you
3: know. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for supporting the NWL and as well as, you know, all independent promotions around here. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. I I think uh, the people that are cynics, just, you know, you got to give it a chance. I think you'll be more than pleasantly surprised with uh, how this all turns out. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you know people gave it a shot this last Saturday. I mean, it's going to be every other Saturday, so there's going to be plenty of opportunities to come out and have fun. So I'm
0: excited. We'll be there uh, one way or another. We're hoping to get media pre- credentials again. Still waiting on the word back, but don't see any reason why we wouldn't. So hopefully, we'll be out there and maybe we'll catch another. Uh, uh, once once you're in character, man, there's no getting you out of it. We'll we'll get you back in as the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt and see what you have to say again. Uh, another week into it.
3: All right, man. Sounds good.
0: All right, man. Appreciate you being on. Thanks, Jeremy. No problem. That's fun, man. I'm excited for this thing. I've got a surprise for you, too, here, T-Mac. We have another interview that's already in the books. Uh, So if you've heard, I I put out the NWL special. Yes, I do. I am aware of that. Caught eight interviews, and they were all in character, which was fun. Yeah, I caught that. Which was fun. I love doing that. Uh, uh, But we caught one that was out of character, and it's a gentleman who we, we need to sit down and have a longer conversation with on here. Uh, but he was running around. But I got uh, the vice president of marketing uh, for a couple questions. It's Travis Bowden, who's has a history in, in Memphis Pro Wrestling, as Jeremy alluded to. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll play that real quick and kind of get your thoughts on that. You ready for that? Yeah, let's hear it. Make sure everything's ready for that. And here we are. Once again, Captain Awesome with the Spanish announce table. I have the, the VP of marketing of the National Wrestling League, Travis Bowden. But we also
4: saw the return of Scott Bowden. Uh, you want to you chime in on that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I worked for years in, uh, in Memphis years ago as the manager of Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, it was basically your all-around frat boy heel manager. Uh, I was a uh, kind of a protege of Eddie Gilbert. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was Scott Bowden then. I uh, since went in uh, got into the advertising world, went into Los Angeles and uh, got involved in film promotions and kind of left Scott Bowden behind. Uh, And when I started working for the NWL as Travis Bowden, uh, we started talking about maybe be doing some commentary. And I said, well, I told Major Basin, you've got Travis Bowden under contract for your marketing VP, but you have yet to sign Scott Bowden. So we still have some contract negotiations to work out, but if we can, then I'm going to remain the uh, the uh, color guy for the NBL.
0: So you're so talented, you found a way to get two checks.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the idea. That's the idea. And, and Major would probably argue that I don't deserve either one of them, but, uh, but that's the way Major, Major never puts me over.
0: Well then so we had a huge event it's obviously the inaugural event for the National Racing League we had Fight KC uh, I think the crowd loved it what did you think of the event overall I
4: I'd say I my, my, my voice is shot and and that's known not only from from calling every single match it's almost like I I was a fan right uh, and I you know and I've seen these characters uh, everybody made a big deal about us uh, kind of re re Rebranding some of these guys and giving them new identities and things like that, but I, you know, to see these guys develop and embrace uh, their new uh, personas and 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 come out and uh, and 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 work harder than I, I've seen them work in months. You know, we've been scouting some of the best talent in the Midwest because we wanted to give this rivalry between Kansas City and St. Louis uh, a, a real sense of authenticity. And it would only work if we actually had a core group of guys from the Midwest signed to the organization. And we did go out and we got, you know, Blaine Meeks from Austin, Texas. And we got Dak Draper from Denver. And I'm sure we're, we're going to be adding more national guys to the mix. But, I mean, it really, it you know, I, I, lo- I love uh, the best wrestling storylines are, are when fantasy and reality are a little bit blurred, right? And each promotion in each city, they... These guys, they, they want to be the best promotion. So, in, in, in a way, it, it's a legit rivalry. Um, and, and it's such a compelling storyline uh, to, to, to communicate, and it's a great story to tell. And I think everybody was really into it. And to close the night, you know, with everybody chanting, Fight KC, I mean, that was the exact reaction that we were looking for. Uh, you know, it, it, the, definitely the, the guys on the KC side enjoyed the, the home field advantage. Uh, and it just makes it sense to maybe bring it back next, next week in uh, St. Louis, right?
0: Exactly. Well, I appreciate your time. I won't keep you. You've got a lot of hands to shake and all that kind of stuff. But is there any last words for the NWL fans?
4: Uh, well, I just think this was a tremendous start. And, uh, you know, I know that there were uh, a lot of doubters out there. Uh, that that you know said that we were you know trying to uh, to recreate wrestling or something like that. We just want to make this the best wrestling town in America. I mean, Kansas City uh, and, and St. Louis both were both tremendous wrestling towns. So I grew up in Memphis. That was a that was a huge wrestling town. We, you know, we just want to take local wrestling back and make it something special again. And, uh, you know, and that's not a knock against any of the other indie promotions. They're all doing a fantastic job too. But there's so much great indie talent around right now. I mean, let's just make the best of it. Let's give the fans the best possible experience.
0: Well, you heard it there first. Travis Scottbound. thank you for your time. Thank you. So that was it. Uh, I'm super excited for this thing because it is fun to have a a local thing that we can go to twice a week. Uh, They're even kind of letting us walk around and play journalists, which is fun. And uh, it's just, you know, it's unique to see somebody doing the indie promotion and not an indie style. Does that make sense?
1: Of course, yeah. yeah. From all things uh, that I saw online, uh, from our uh, Tweet the Table Instagram page and uh, Facebook page that you posted, and then some other people, along with like uh, the Regal Twins and Anthony and Major mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it all looked amazing and it all looked really top notch. So I'm excited to uh, go to the next show uh, coming up on the 21st, see the second show because it's always easy. I always say that it's always easy as far as it's not easy to get the show running, but it's easy to make a splash. (laughs) Right. You can do all the bells and whistles on the first show. Go do it again, right? Well, and it's and even so. That's you know, where it's going to be fun to see right. if you can do it twice. And yeah. you got Jeremy Wyatt in here who's believing a hundred percent. You got Michael Strider believing a hundred percent. Majors obviously a smart guy. Yep. Uh, Look, some you of got these guys got a lot
0: of talented people who could make the make this a real thing. Some of our friends of the show believe so much that they quit their current jobs to go work for this thing full-time, which is, yeah. is saying a lot. Says you know? something. yeah, Says something because – and these are people that are not young and naive to the business. They know a shyster when they see one. They've been screwed over and, you know, like screwed out of pay and stuff like that. So they they don't just jump in and go, oh, yeah, you're going to – okay, fine, you're going to pay me. No, so for them to say something gives me uh, gives me pause and reason to believe that uh, this might be something. And uh, God, I'm just – We'll continue checking it out, but we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and answer some listener emails. Big thanks to all the folks at NWL for letting me hang around out there, and especially Jeremy White coming on and talking to us about his next stage in his career. But we'll be back next, uh, right after this break, for the emails on the Spanish Announce Table, which is on and The largest prime number is
1: 13,395 digits long. Training topics network.
4: That cat! Don't come the rave with them, you're never walking out again. Don't tell your back on the walk back. Don't tell you
2: back on the walk back.
1: This is the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt, and you are listening to the Spanish Announce
2: Table.
0: I like this theme music. I know some people aren't a fan, but I like it. I like it's a good homage, and the beat works with it. It's fun. It fits her. It does. Because it's kind of cheesy.
1: You kind of don't like it. You still yeah. listen to it. And, and it's I still, on. Yeah, it's it cheesy. It makes you think of cool things. And it's but I, still,
0: but I still bop to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, God, this music kind of sucks. But I'm dancing. Yep. Right? Yeah. All right, this is the email segment of the show. If you want to email the show, just fucking do it. TableShow at gmail.com. That is the same email account that you'll use if you want to send us a dollar or two or five or ten or a hundred, whatever you want to send us on the PayPal. TableShow at gmail.com. We do this show free for your download, so you should make it not free and give us money. All right, T Mac, you ready for the emails? <laughs> I am. All right. Let's get into them. We always kick them off. Uh, we've only got two this week, so this will be quick. We always kick them off, though, every single time. Never fail with Katie, the first lady. She says, well. what's up, guys? I really only have one thing to talk about. It may be a possible WrestleMania match. Hmm. The backstage segment with Stephanie, Sasha, and Bailey, I thought, was interesting, especially with Steph when she got in Sasha's face about being the actual legit boss and Sasha looking like she was going to hurt her. Now I read stories that uh, that Sasha is supposedly getting a big match at WrestleMania and the legit boss having a match with the boss is pretty big. And if it's not Stephanie, then who? Because I see Charlotte and Bayley going all the way till Mania. I'm liking the way Royal Rumble is looking. Do you agree? Talk to you guys next week. Later. Katie, the first lady. You think we could see Stephanie McMahon versus Sasha Banks? I bet they could run that angle and go. Here's, you know, the the heir apparent to WWE taking on Snoop Dogg's cousin and running with a media thing with it, getting Snoop yes. Dogg involved.
1: I think it all makes sense. I think it's easily plausible. It's it writes itself. The whole oh Definitely. you're the boss thing. Yep. I don't know, but for some reason, my gut says with Goldberg, Lesnar, Undertaker, Cena. AJ split show on top of that. So then even more matches from a SmackDown lower you know, tag match and then a Raw lower singles match. All of that content. And I know it's already nine hours. I don't see adding Stephanie will add value. And True. I, she's a mother and she'll have shit to do. Vince isn't getting any younger, so she probably has more shit to do this year than last. So maybe – But I just think with the responsibilities, Vince's age, and how much now with the split show they've got to fit into WrestleMania because everyone gets an award at WrestleMania time, Yes, Um, I don't see it happening. So who do I think? I think it's been a four-woman show since the brand split. And the fourth woman – of the fourth woman who is now coming up as far as uh, up and coming star is Nia Jax. So I could easily just see a fatal four way, right? Bailey, yeah. Charlotte, Sasha, Nia Jax. They find a fun moment to relive the rivalry that was Charlotte and Sasha, and they fight each other like Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn did. But I think, it, to me, I think that's the safest, easiest way to get everyone in. At one time and have a fun little match. Yeah. And it's a fatal four way. That's just my opinion.
0: I like that. I, and I agree with that. All right. Katie, the first lady. Love hearing from you. All right. What do we got next? In the second email, Mr. The, the number two fourth email. Row. What?
2: Yeah.
0: Mr. Fourth row. Mr. Fourth row. Yes. Every time he emails, we don't have at least four emails. Stinks. It's like his own curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's
1: like the curse if, of the Bambino, but the he, curse of the fourth if he row.
0: Doesn't email, we'll get more than four. We'll get six. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. All right, here we go. Hey, all. So the all right. Undertaker was on Raw this week and he said was. he's
0: back and he
1: entering the Royal Rumble. He is. Didn't he say the same thing about being back on SmackDown a few months ago? He did. How many times can a superstar say they're back before we say, "Duh"? Yeah, no shit. I mean, I mean, using the this logic, every superstar can say this every week yeah. they appear on hey, Raw or SmackDown.
0: Hey, hey the Spanish announce table is back.
1: Or even worse, when they come back from commercial break.
0: Yeah. What we're do back. you all think? <laughs> yeah, once I again, hate that.
1: Once again, that's my view. Not from the cheap seats, not from the expensive seats, but. From the fourth row, yeah, Mr. Man, fourth I, Row.
0: I uh, I hate it. I hate it every time. And, and just like, like they're like Shawn Michaels is back. Well, no, he's not. He's just standing in the mm-hmm. ring, fucking talking. Same thing with the Undertaker. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're back. Not yet. You're back at the Royal Rumble. Maybe if you don't get injured in training before then. Yep.
1: Like, fuck. I think it was a great pop initially when so the pinnacle of this statement, as far as a crowd reaction and everyone getting their panties wet was when rock came back and said, he is back home. And everyone was
2: like, "Ah,
1: and then he cut the promo on Cena, right? Yeah, that's, that's the pinnacle. And I think everyone is hoping that their stardom and their fanfare and their following will get that same reaction by them saying, I'm back. Here's the thing. Just like the oversaturation of WWE's product right now, the oversaturation of that statement has got us to go from, yes, oh my god, Phil in the name is back to a uh-huh, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite superstar, Phil in the name.
1: Phil in the name. Phil in the name. Oh, and his valet, Adele Computer. <laughs> Adele Computer
0: with his manager dick is in you all right let's (laughs) mr fourth row we love those emails uh you know every time you email though we we don't get four that's kind of a shame let's move into each week t-mac gives us three p's what are those p's he gives us something either that was positive from the week of wrestling or could be positive you just need to be a little bit patient with it because oftentimes as wrestling fans we can get a little sour and a little impatient so t-mac what are your three p's for the week
1: here it is, P one. It's a positive. Okay. It is Y two J is the United States champion, making yeah. him a Grand Slam champion and making the United States Championship. Hopefully, so it's a tad bit of a patient. Hopefully, a storyline in a three plus hour Raw segment yeah. or so show, I should say.
0: Where when we start talking about the greatest wrestlers of all time, I mean, where are we putting Jericho? Nine. I mean, yeah, like he's in the top ten, right? He's nine. Yeah, that feels good. Like real low top 10 to me feels right. Because without never, naming what they are, but that just feels right.
1: Right. Because never, here's the only knock to me about Jericho. He was never at any time in his career
0: the top ever,
1: guy. ever, ever the top guy that is bringing in people. Right. Now, his run in 2009 when he was the champion and he was heel and he was dressing in suits, it was still Cena. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so and i know heels aren't necessarily the draw it's supposed to be the baby face so i understand your argument but still he was never accepted as the number one guy even though he was champ
0: uh but i mean like he had everything else he wanted he has mainstream crossover appeal he has won every title he can wrestle any style of match kind of like you mentioned um uh Scott Hall now he's shorter so he doesn't have this big ability but he can wrestle from under but he yep. can also wrestle smaller guy and wrestle big he can wrestle heel and be dirty or but he can hype up the crowd and he could flip that switch tomorrow if you asked him go out there and turn face on Kevin Owens it would take him 2 seconds
1: oh yeah the the positive attributes of a Jericho career is I mean almost as long as his list you know yeah, what I mean so right. it's incredible I mean even to think about like the IWC loves him remember that first ECW one night stand mm-hmm. he came out as Lionheart yeah. and the ECW crowd popped
0: you know him? what I feel like I feel like he was the first IWC superstar right like the first yeah. IWC darling because that's when the internet started booming was right when WCW was starting to fuck him over a lot and everybody mm-hmm. was like hey man That's when we first started realizing the power of the internet wrestling community in pro wrestling, because Mm -hmm. that made WWE go, or F at the time, and go, well, shit, man, clearly people want to see this guy in a big spot, and they wasted no time putting him in that spot when they got there because of that reason. There's no other reason Vince McMahon would have put a guy of that size and stature in the spot he put him in if it wasn't for that IWC response. Totally
1: agree. And his talent. I mean, well, sure, of course,
0: talent, but yeah, but there was plenty of talented people his size that never got the chance because there wasn't that already built in fan response that he knew was there.
1: You know what? After we post the show, I'll ask that question on our Twitter. Who was the first IWC Darling? If yeah. it isn't Jericho, I'll put Jericho as there, but then, you know, someone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can't think, I mean, like Foley was close to a little bit after that time, I feel like. Uh, Mm -hmm. but
1: well, yeah, that ECW Kane Dewey uh thing. Well,
0: and then like, it's almost like that's when they all started going, Hey, damn it. Yeah. Make him the champ, you know? Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All All right. right, Here's P2. P2. It's
1: a, it's a positive in the sense of a ha ha. Right. So Mm -hmm. this week overall wasn't the best, right? It's not going to go down in the history books as remember this time, but it was okay. Right uh
0: 205 live did you catch what happened um i so i did not catch 205 live but i saw the breakup is that what you're getting at cedric yeah. alexander yeah.
1: broke up with alicia fox Cause and she for one, she, she had a daughter. meltdown that made
0: <laughs> yes. sense right uh well the first one made sense when she was being a, just a weirdo right like but then it, oh, but
1: that's a, i mean that's yeah. not relatable that's like making no.
0: fun of no a but mentally this did, ill person uh but I kind of like, because uh, like, it shocked me, too, when she grabbed Noam Dar and just started making out with him. I was like, oh, shit. This storyline got interesting all of a sudden. And I like how he was and like, then it just went, what? He was like, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And
1: then they just went into like, well,
0: nah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. She was like, eh.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what the storyline did, too. Because we were like, what? This is cool. All right. Oh, no. But then Cedric. Broke up with her, and she had a meltdown. And this is what makes it interesting. When she does the crazy thing backstage and throws a cake at Nia Jacks or whatever, to me, and maybe I'm being too liberal and sensitive, and <laughs> even though I'm black-hearted and I hate it, people, uh, that's kind of like making fun of a mental Ill-, Ill person, right? Yes. Like they're just flipping out because yes. they flip out. Well, yeah. What I was Randy Orton's?
0: She has intermittent explosive disorder.
1: Right. Like, I can go to a mental hospital and show you 15 of those people. You're and right. it's not funny. You it's know what I mean? not funny, right. But a woman's scorn? Now that I can get behind. Yes. We've either seen a woman scorn, made a woman scorn, or you are a woman scorn.
2: Yes. And Hell, so hath
1: no relate. fury.
0: Like yes. a woman scorn. All right. So I like it.
1: Now, you give that some legs and these outbursts, now I can say... Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a mean-spirited thing. So
0: here's what I've thought about 205 lately, and I haven't watched the most recent episode, but our biggest knock coming into it was, you guys have no storyline outside of telling us that Brian Kendrick was close to being a child molester by picking up TJ Perkins from high school and taking him to a (laughs) a warehouse to roll around in their underwear together. Um (laughs) beyond that there was nothing to it but now we have the gentleman jack gallagher and we've Uh got this storyline so i'm like hey man in an hour show that's not terrible
1: yeah they're they're getting some legs Yeah, they're they're uh, gonna run with the ball
2: yeah
0: all
1: right here we go
0: p3 three and it's a positive okay all positive this this was patient the other one was right no they're all three positives positives. i like it
1: the y2j thing had a hint of patient just because the u.s title could easily go back to roman reigns next week and this is all for nothing uh, which unfortunately could happen.
2: Yes. But yeah.
1: it's my P three is a positive, and it's Dolph Ziggler losing after the heel turn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what I like about this is, typically when someone goes the other side of the fence, either mm-hmm. babyface to heel, heel to the babyface, all of a sudden now they're
2: unstoppable. Yeah.
1: Well, what's great about this is Dolph Ziggler was losing as a babyface gets mad that people are helping him and now his anger is working against him and he's still losing.
0: I guess I didn't think of that. And that's a good play because that will continue to fuel his angry demeanor.
1: Right. Because if it's just a one week outburst and then the next week he just has a little chip on his shoulder and he wins. Well, Hey, we can all relate to that. Now he can relax and then say, fuck both of these guys. I'm going to hit them with chairs. Well, now you're an asshole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of like, I I just kind of still wish like, now I know we've talked about how you don't like how they suddenly change everything when they flip sides, but the music just doesn't fit with a heel no. of Dolph Ziggler and the pink right. you know shirt and the turning around and the you know what I mean. Like you've got to have a little bit of a change though in right. your demeanor. Well, just resting bitch face isn't enough.
1: Right. I think <laughs> a good subtle change that Dolph Ziggler can pick up on is like what the Usos did. Right. So their music was jumping around, yeah. fire, hit it. Now
0: walk right just walk to it i don't care about you yep. yeah don't Man, turn don't. around and shake your ass just fucking walk out and like get to the ring and let's do this i'm ready but to it kick still show ass.
1: off still like
0: yeah it, the show off aspect in of the mr steal your girl still plays well into a heel but right now that's not his focus right now his focus is god damn it i can't win but i gotta fucking beat somebody i don't right. like all the other stuff's got to go to the side the the turning around and shaking the fucking Mm-hmm. putting your arms like all that's fucking like no i'm getting in here yeah. i'm getting work done yep right i agree i like so it I like, the three bees. Bees. I like that man that's good all right well let's get the fuck out of here man we've had a long show we had a dress rehearsal for the first segment i really wish you all could have heard the impromptu oh, cinco preguntas with my wife it was fun and the dogs made an appearance but the oh, well. sale yeah oh well the rest of the show is good big shout out to uh, jeremy wyatt and all the folks over at the nwl for uh letting me play along this weekend uh and hopefully more to come on that and we will be back next week for episode 182 of the spanish announce table which is on net. and a human eyeball weighs one ounce
1: trendtopicsnetwork.com